0: sides of the story. Two sides of the story. Two sides of the story. With Tom and Sean. Welcome to Two Sides of the Story. That's Tom Sides.
1: And that's Sean Sides.
0: How's what? everybody doing today? How you doing, Thomas?
1: I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I am exhausted uh periodically i like suffer from insomnia and yeah. uh, yesterday was one of those cases so i've been awake since 6 a.m yesterday Fuck. and i've just been trying to, to stay awake stay awake stay awake all day just uh in order to make sure that t- tonight i get a good uh good good night's sleep so i can go back to normal because one of the worst things you can do is the, like you can finally get rest it's like you sleep you fall asleep at a weird time and then your clock's all fucked up so yeah. right now i'm just hanging in there uh barely awake but i'm present <laughs> i am present
0: it's really hard to break that cycle when you're in it like it like for me because i love the nap and so if i'm like exhausted i'm like you know what i'm gonna do it and then i'll suffer the next day too a little more and then you're like god damn it i should have done that and you can get sucked in pretty easily which is unfortunate
1: Yeah. So it's just like brutal. Like it it, just like my mind kind of wanders and it happens to me like once every few months where it happens. And like, it's just when something happens and my mind, just overthinks it, overthinks it, overthinks it. it, And there I am like trying to go to sleep and my mind's like, yeah, but what about this? What's going on (laughs) here? How are you going to manage that? And
0: did you have that? Like, I know we're both into like fantasy and all that kind of stuff. Did you have that as a kid when you would be trying to fall asleep and it would take like hours because you were like thinking about castles and all kinds of crazy shit like that? Or were you like immediately asleep?
1: Oh, I haven't thought about this in a long time. But what I used to do when I was a kid is I would always have spare clothes just on like in the bed with me just in case in the off chance of my my bed ever turned into a rocket ship and I ended up somewhere else. Nice. Like I would fantasize about <laughs> Like, I would do the whole, like, uh, Star Wars Rebels, like, call. I'll be, like, Gold Leader standing by or Red <laughs> 5 standing by and, like, do that stuff. And I had, like, a really long body pillow, which I would use as, like, you know, like, you, you obviously know, like, the captain's chair in Star Trek. So that was, like, my little yeah side panel button thing when I was a kid. That and- makes sense, yeah. Yeah, so like I don't know, so like I used to do this just like on the off chance of like I don't know what it is like those like movies where you kind of go off into another world. Yeah. So I I would just go just in that if that ever happened if there was like a one percent chance that it could happen to me then I would treat it like a one like a goddamn certainty. Huh. So I didn't want to be, be found. Ready? Yeah, I didn't want to be found in like my pajamas or nothing. I was just like I got close to like change into just in case.
0: What's funny, too, is like you're not alone in that fantasy because of the movies that have been made with that like basic storyline. Even most recently, Guardians of the Galaxy is kind of that. Peter Quill's like taken into space, you know what I mean? And runs like he's a little kid, not exactly like the nighttime in his bed thing, but same idea. Like a lot of people have that fantasy of like being the representation or being like the person to go out there and be part of a different world.
1: Yeah, I don't like that. Always stuck with me. So, so that's what it was when I was a little kid. But I'd always, always end up falling asleep. That wasn't like, wasn't until like I well into adulthood where I would get random cases of insomnia. Oh, okay. And it was just like right, right now I'm trying to figure out what my next chapter is with like, with work, with the pandemic nearing, hopefully nearing its end with everyone getting yeah. vaccinated and stuff there's a good chance that I would get my job back where I was hoping to get my job back and go elsewhere. But now I'm being told that I have to go back to Vancouver, which stresses me out a bit with the idea of living that, that expensive city again.
0: Yeah. No kidding.
1: But um, there's some cool things on the horizon, which uh, until like they're like, till anything's a certainty, I'm not ready to talk about yet just because no, I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket.
0: Yeah, I know what you're saying for sure. Yeah. It's funny, like as we get older and we start adulting more and more and more and more in life, it's it's a pain in the ass sometimes to deal with this stuff and to make these decisions and have the weight of your future constantly on your shoulder and you understand what it means to have the weight of your shoulder, the weight of your future on your shoulders. It's tough to like figure it all out some days, you know, especially when these things happen that kind of throw you curveballs in life and you're like, Oh shit! Okay, well, what now then?
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, I, I mean, I've been talking to a few friends about what may be happening and what uh, what the future uh, holds. But I mean, it's more of like a positive thing. It's just like the stress of like it's just it's just in there and it gets my mind wandering and all that stuff. So I'm just lying there, wide awake, going, "How am I gonna get through this again? All right, yeah." Um, just, yeah, not to uh, repeat sense. Yeah,
0: It's tricky to figure these things out. I don't think that it wish Sometimes there was a guidebook. Like turn to page 482. This is what you do if this has happened. And this is how you proceed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> success 101. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Maybe we should write that book when we're get a little deeper into this podcast, you know?
1: Uh, you know, I think uh, I'll speak for myself on this one, but I'm so far away from being a success that I don't think, uh, it would be more of a, a what not to do.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Hey, that's how you learn the most, right?
1: When given the <laughs> option, don't do this because I found out it leads to this. And... That's awesome.
0: Yeah, It's funny the things that we learn and the things that we impart onto the younger generations and how quickly we become the older guy telling the younger be- people, don't do wow. this. Don't do that. I did that. It's 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 a sad point in life almost, but it's also a proud point in life.
1: I'll tell you what, Sean, if it wasn't for the hard way, I don't think I would ever learn a damn thing in my life. <laughs> I don't think I've ever taken the easy way, and it's never on purpose. <laughs> That's funny.
0: You learn more on that bumpy road sometimes, and I think you appreciate the light at the end of the tunnel more, too.
1: Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, speaking of bumpy roads, <laughs> let's talk about the shellacking that the island and islanders took uh, it's playoff yeah. hockey and they're losing eight nothing. Now, so fans understand, uh, this is gonna be a fun little podcast. We're recording it really early, uh, because Sean's going away for uh, Crystal's birthday and Canada Day, but we're gonna try and um, fandangle uh, some of the stuff we like to do. So we'll talk playoff hockey, and then if we can update as the podcast goes on, I'll do some fun little editing, and then we'll talk about Loki eventually and then add it to the podcast too so don't worry we'll be up to date kind (laughs) of
0: that was a pretty good explanation anyways back to the eight nothing shellacking as you put
1: it oh what a shit kicking that was oh god i you know sometimes like i have been as a hockey player i've had one of those games where just nothing goes right and no one on the team is just it's like everyone got together be like you want to shit the bed tonight guys i feel like (laughs) i feel like today's the day we're all gonna just not show up and shit the bed and it just happens and then like one bad thing happens and then another and then it doesn't yeah like nothing compile yeah nothing you seem to do seems to work anymore and it's just like do we even know how to play this fucking game anymore like
0: yeah i don't even know like i couldn't imagine being an Islanders fan and watching this, like you're like, okay, we're down one nothing. Okay, no, it's we're down two nothing. Okay, fuck, we're down three nothing. Okay, four. The, you know what? We can still maybe come back. Like at me as another fan, knowing the stars we have, four nothing. I'm like, maybe we can come back. Yeah. Five nothing, six nothing. Everything's quiet. The pain starts. The reality is like, how bad is this gonna get? Okay, at least if we close them down now at six, it's not as bad. And then seven comes and you're like, well, lucky number seven. And then followed it up with number eight, like, Oh God, like, I don't know. I would be in a state, like, I don't even know how I could be consoled. You're not like, you're so pissed off at everyone, but you're also just hurt. I don't know.
1: You know what? The only thing that they do have going for them is that if that doesn't light a fire under your ass to tie up the series, I don't know what will. Yeah. Like that, like you're going to go in hungry. Like I saw, um, like a video NHL, uh, Instagram posted this thing of, uh, this guy who's an Islanders fan was sitting with his buddies who are, fu- who are Tampa Bay fans. Yeah. And they were just like video it, video, like doing the snapchats of it's one nothing. And they're just giving their buddy a yeah. two nothing. Uh, five, nothing. It's is just like for fuck's sake. Like he's just getting more and more discouraged as just <laughs> go on. And it's just oh, poor guy. that
0: would be painful to like be friends with those fans. Like for me, I, you know I don't know very many fans of the Winnipeg Jets maybe one guy so it wasn't that bad losing to them but to be like close friends with someone who's their team is just fucking destroying your team god that would be awful
1: <laughs> yeah. it's pretty brutal like I was taxing a lot with Paul when the Montreal Toronto series is going on. I I still tax them every single time a game is on because I just like it's just something subtle. Like whenever the Montreal Canadiens are winning or they get a goal, I'll just send him a heart, and (laughs) he'll just be like, "I don't know, man." I every single team I pick is eliminated, so I don't I don't even know. I go hop on the Canadiens bandwagon, man. Go root for Canada. He goes, "Can't fucking do it." I go, "All right, well, enjoy just spectating." I guess.
0: Pretty much that's where I'm at in life too. Unfortunately, I'm cheering as your cousin I'm on your side and I hope that your team wins for you yeah. but I'm okay if they fucking shit the bed and get knocked out here pretty soon can
1: you, can you give this lesson to fucking Paul because he really needs it <laughs> <laughs> anytime uh, like, he's actually pretty good it, it's like that I love that fun little shit talking and for I'm sure you and I will get into it come next week oh, yeah. and all that but it's uh it's hard too because I'm also an Edmonton Oilers fan because I don't yeah. I've, I've, I've That's why I don't
0: beat up your team because you've never beaten mine up, so there's no need yeah. for it. You know what I
1: mean? There's no shit talk. I guess the only time we'll shit talk is when like Montreal does face Edmonton and then yeah. that'll be fun. But...
0: Yeah, we'll do a special fucking shit talking episode of why I eat the other person's team sucks.
1: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but while Montreal is ahead in their uh, uh, over the Oilers in the third round of playoffs, we should start talking about that because it's relevant. Wow.
0: That <laughs> was cold. I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to recover from that it's one. Cold
1: and a perfect segue.
0: Yeah, so I but loved it. It is a good point. We should talk about them. So, do you think that they're gonna be able to force a game seven, or do you think they're gonna get knocked out in six?
1: A hundred percent. I think that they're. they're in, <laughs> well, I called it. Like that was my call. Uh, yeah. Couple episodes was it was gonna be Canadians in seven. I knew that this wasn't gonna like it wasn't gonna be a cakewalk. And if For you're sure. watching uh, the series. It has been some really good hockey. Um, yeah, I've
0: been following a little bit off and on.
1: Like, uh, game game, th- game two, I think, was a little bit rough for the Montreal Canadiens. I, no, sorry, game three was a little bit rough in the beginning for the Montreal Canadiens. But then somehow they pulled that win out of their ass. Thank you, yeah. Flory, for fucking around with the puck, and then tied it up, and then to win it in overtime. But that's what it's going to come down to for this playoff series. This is this going to be these little mistakes because both teams are playing really well right now right now yeah. um, if you go back to sunday's game sunday's game was great hockey um i i can't be upset with the montreal Canadiens for losing because like, if you look at the overtime goal like watch that Kerry price made like three saves before they were able to like You just couldn't put a glove on it. And that shit happens. But you got to get everyone else kind of involved. It's going to be some rough play hockey. Like Referees aren't calling anything right now. Oh, it's
0: ridiculous. Yeah.
1: And as a fan, it is so infuriating. When uh, Corey Perry gets a stick to the face, cuts them wide open, which should be a four-minute call easy. Oh, yeah. No call. And nothing's happening. Blatant trips are happening. Cross-checking from behind. Like, as a, a... like if I'm a hockey owner, I don't want either team to get injured. Like if, like yeah. if I'm uh, if I'm the owner of the Canadians or if I'm the owner of the Vegas, like eventually someone's gonna get hurt. Like
0: yeah, for sure.
1: And Corey Perry's taking a beating. Like I understand, he, like he's a bit of a shit disturber, but nonetheless, like he's
0: his nose though, dude. Like oh shit, that looks bad.
1: Yeah, I mean. Between uh, Jeff Petrie, uh, Jeff Petrie's eyes, and Corey Perry's <laughs> nose, right now, like the Montreal Canadiens look like they're a zombie team.
0: Pretty much, yeah. they're doing like a throwback to back in the day when there was no helmets and everyone like looked like a goon who played hockey because they were all cut up everywhere.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I think uh, Canadians play tonight. It's Tuesday when we're recording this. I do think that they have it in them to um, to tie up the series. Um, or no, take the lead in the series. Uh, But I do think it's going to go to seven. Yeah, I have no doubt in my mind. It's just the the way everyone's uh, firing on all cylinders. I think that the Canadians are. uh, It's game five tonight, and I you can't take out any team. Like the thing about the Montreal Canadiens is, everyone went they're not going to win they're not going to get past toronto and then they did that yeah. and then they're like they're not gonna get past winnipeg and then they did that and they're like they're like it's going to be uh swept by vegas and like huh, like we're watching like something totally different like tsn's craig button has been so wrong that i think <laughs> maybe his job is in jeopardy
0: that's funny Yeah. yeah, It's not easy being an analyst and it's funny when you continually pick against the same team always and always and always the refereeing is like a tough one with me. You know, I've seen so much abuse having a star like McDavid on our team and seeing the amount of abuse that he takes and, you know, it's going to take a superstar getting really hurt by a stupid play before they start making the referees make calls again. I don't know what the solution is like the whole idea of bringing in two referees, was that they were going to catch more of this. Like, what's the point? You know, it's almost, it's worse than the eighties at times. in some games, when you see some of the non calls, you're like, are you serious right now?
1: Yeah. Like but, I, I get referees don't want to be held responsible for the outcome of the, uh, of yeah. the playoff game, but you got to understand that there are rules in this game for a hundred percent. We can't be risking injury um, to these players for a game. Like, like, referees have a job to do. Yeah, do it's a fucking job.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, okay. we're not asking you to do anything crazy here. Just literally do your job. Like, if someone breaks the rules, they break the rules. If two guys are slashing at each other, okay, maybe you don't have to call a penalty on both of them. Like, in that scenario, perhaps. But, I don't know. It, it's well, just crazy.
1: You should. I think, like, there yeah. are... How do how does a referee go uh, be fine with calling everything during the season? And then when playoffs happen, he looks the other way. Like,
0: yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong.
1: Like the rules are the rules too far. Like I don't mind a little pushing and shoving after the whistle. Like that's fine. But if like, we're seeing hits from behind, we're seeing punches to the faces. We're seeing high sticks to the face bleak trips and we're not calling it. This is Yeah. That's
0: crazy. This
1: is an issue. There There should
0: be like a coach's challenge for a, a penalty maybe too you know what i mean like Corey perry situation if there was a coach's challenge for a non call and they could like review it and look at it they'd be like fuck we messed up you know i just think it would be smart to maybe for them to consider something like that i don't
1: know yeah i i agree and like i hopefully things change in this game right now but it, it's such a hard thing to call on and and it's a hard thing for the referees but i think that if you're not doing your job i think that to me is more wrong than Making a mistake, I it's human to like it's human to make mistakes. Like, I make more before 9 a.m. than most do all day. (laughs) But, um, to not do your job, like in any other profession, if you weren't doing your job, you'd be fired
0: 100%. Oh, yeah, 100%. You're not wrong
1: there. So I don't know. I, I, do you think these referees need a good, need a good talking to a thing that people were talking about on the internet today is uh, if referees uh, had to go through the press conference, huh. like, that'd be funny. Yeah.
0: Answer yeah. for your crimes.
1: Yeah. Get the media going like, Hey, so this was a blatant thing and you were looking directly at it. Here's a photo. Here's a video of it. Yeah. What the fuck?
0: Yeah, for sure. I like accountability is one thing I think maybe they should fire someone when they don't make a call or maybe they should. I don't like necessarily agree with the idea of finding them if they miss calls, because yeah. people got to make a living. You know what I mean? I don't think that that's ne- would necessarily be the right thing to do, but yeah. like writing them up, you know, if I have someone working for me and I, they constantly make similar mistakes, I'll be sitting them down in the office and having a chat with them and saying, okay, look, buddy, you need to correct this action, or else I'm gonna have to put a corrective action in place. You know what I mean and
1: hundred percent. it's and it's these things like this that make me think that all hockey and professional sports are fixed yeah. because part of me thinks that Gary Bettman does not want a Canadian team, yeah, in the Stanley Cup final because now because look at the revenue that the NHL will lose on attendance alone for sure. I'm pretty sure that. A percentage of tickets go towards the NHL. Like I'm, oh yeah, like I'm not 100%. a percent. Uh, no, honestly,
0: like on it's this, possible. I've always thought it was possible with any in every sport because there's always those matches you see and you're like, huh, huh, that seems a little odd.
1: Yeah, I'm I, convinced that the NBA's been fixed for years. The, yeah, the, the fact that they have like a salary cap, but then you have these super teams, it makes no sense. Uh, It makes no sense to me. Like a team like, uh, uh, like the New Orleans Pelicans will never win an NBA championship because they just don't have the same amount of money as the LA Lakers. Like it's just a fact, and they don't have the franchise nobility of of the LA Lakers. Like uh, it that that to me, like the NBA is one of the worst leagues for that, and NFL I think is the most um, balanced. League, yeah, to like when you were a kid, if the teams were stacked a little bit too much to one side and just like street yard ball hockey, you change the teams up a little bit. You made, yeah, we want to, we want competition, we don't want a easy, yeah, so no, and that's
0: a hundred percent true. Like, that's what's weird about, like, I don't know, any kind of entertainment that we watch at the end of the day, it's entertainment, you know, and we don't. I don't know if you started out with having something fixed, or you moved to having something fixed. It would be a tough situation. Like I feel like if someone, if they ever like it was released hundred percent, it's fixed. Yeah, it would be a fucking disaster.
1: At least wrestling has the decency to tell us that it's all predetermined.
0: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I can (laughs) respect that.
1: Yeah, but the so like there's this thing. I'm not saying that the NHL is fixed, but no, it does make me wonder a little bit
0: for sure i've yeah. seen fights at times in certain fighting organizations and yeah. i'm like who i don't know about that Ooh, yeah. i don't know about that but whatever
1: no. Yeah. yeah no it's exactly it here is a uh breaking news update uh, from later in the week uh this tom sides here with sean sides <laughs> the montreal canadians are going to the stanley cup final the first canadian team to do it since the, uh, since vancouver um it's it's crazy I, I i'm so stoked like words cannot describe how exciting does, it, it is. does it
0: feel good does it feel
1: good thomas I it, it feels so wonderful i i don't agree with the whole car flipping over stuff like please like, yeah that's tough three cop cars got flipped when they when they <laughs> won game six game six but um oh man I just I couldn't be more stoked. And now we're going up against Tampa Bay, which, you know, I, I'm not even nervous about. It. I thought, like, either way, I think I like our odds. Like, I'm just really happy. I like, look at the team and everyone's hungry. Corey Perry's yeah. fucking fucking around and just doing whatever he can to play hockey. Carey Price <laughs> is in the zone. Like, I wouldn't feel- it like
0: it. It would be so nice to see, like, Price is a great goalie. Yeah. And most, yeah. like, of the greatest of great goalies. Have made their way to the Stanley Cup Final, so it's really nice to see him there, having the opportunity to shine, show his skills. You know,
1: yeah, it's it's so cool to see, and like you see his confidence, and I think that, I think he like they like clearly want it. Uh, you got a guy like Cole Caulfield, you know, it, it's crazy to think that he wasn't in the lineup at the beginning of the playoffs, and now that he's in, yeah. he's just tearing it up. Oh, he's just amazing to watch. What a great pick he was.
0: How did you feel? I'm sure you noticed and I'm sure you want to talk about it, but what did you think about the trophy touch, trophy no touch?
1: I'm big on the whole don't touch it. I love that tradition of just yeah. you don't do it. And uh, the whole like the, when I watched Tampa Bay touch it, I actually knew I know the player that did it, Alex Klor and he played hockey for my father and he played uh, hockey around the area I'm from. So like I kind of cool. always knew him growing up and then I just saw him like reach over like three other players to go touch the trophy. I went why are you doing this is a, that and the, what it is is that it's a show of it's a show of confidence by tampa bay going we don't need the superstition fuck go fuck yourself but the montreal canadians are like we know that this has been a crap shoot like we're yeah don't fuck with tradition and like sure.
0: honestly i thought it kind of funny too and like it's almost like a, a challenge to montreal like we're touching it. because mm-hmm. We're going to win. We're the defending Stanley Cup champions. We know what it takes. We know we can do it. We're going to do it again. Yeah. And, like, Montreal's been getting nothing but doubt this whole way. Oh, they're not going to make it past Toronto. They're not going to make it past Winnipeg. They're not. There's no way they're going to make it across, like, make it past Vegas Knights. And then what What happened? You know? So, keep doubting.
1: And, and they keep going. Like, I, I don't think the Montreal Canadiens can be stopped right now. Like, they're hungry. They have a drive. They're just they're doing it, right? They're just Fucking doing it, and I, I I can't begin to tell you how excited I am for like the, the this playoffs, this the, this team to and to be in the city while it's happening. Oh yeah, just it's it's just amazing. I, I already yeah, told it's, it's my boss. There,
0: like,
1: sorry, I already, I already told my boss that uh, if there is a parade for the Montreal Canadiens, not knock on wood, but if, if yeah. there is, I'm taking that day off like oh
0: yeah that's a fair i like if edmonton for sure made it that far and actually won the cup one day you best believe my schedule is going to be clear not only for the parade but for every single game leading up to the parade when we enter the finals like that's my priority in life
1: (laughs) just (laughs) certain things things, uh, like you see these historic events and i know it's just the game but it's just it's just it's a little bit more than that yeah Either way, like,
0: we experienced this in Edmonton having the, like, cup final in 06-07. Yeah. And the feeling like of just accomplishment of a ragtag team making it that far, the underdogs, you know, like, just getting in is a good feeling.
1: Yeah. And I get all these, like, you, you see all these professionals talking about it, and all you hear is that if there was a regular season this year, the Montreal Canadiens wouldn't have made the playoffs. Yeah, and here they are. But that's the same thing they said about the Montreal Canadiens last year. If it was done normally, the Montreal Canadiens wouldn't have made the playoffs, and then, then they won their way into the playoffs. And sure, they got eliminated, but I just—it's not a team to just root against. You can't just be—you can't—you can't 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 write them off on the Montreal Canadiens. And I don't think Tampa Bay is ready for what's happening. And what's cool about this whole. They haven't played each other at all this season. They don't know what's going on. They gotta, you gotta go to game film. You gotta study up. And I think that since Tampa Bay is structured similarly to um, to Toronto, in the sense that they got a bunch of big stars, they have four lines that fire off like they're they're a strong team, and they have great goaltending. So I think that there's gonna be a way to shut them yeah. down. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty cool. I think it's going to be some good hockey. Yeah, it'll be exciting. That's for sure. Yeah.
0: You care to make an early prediction or are you just going to ride with it? And I'm, I'm riding it? with
1: this one. I'm, I, I am yeah. I I don't have a prediction on this one. it, it is. I want it to go to game seven and Montreal take it in seven, <laughs> but I, yeah. like, I'm perfectly okay with whatever. Like Just the sheer fact that it's happening, it's going to make for some great hockey.
0: So you'll have to update me on this. Do you know yet if they're gonna allow like a full arena of fans in Montreal, or they haven't I made doubt. a decision?
1: Either? I don't. I don't think so. I I, I doubt it. This is the you know, it's depressing, right? Like we're only yeah. we're only around allowed like twenty five hundred or thirty five hundred, yeah. and out of twenty thousand or twenty one thousand, whatever. It's kind of it's hard when you, you you want that feel, you want the city, but know what they keep cutting to just outside the bell center. And this is just as fucking stupid to me is that the crowd outside the bell center, no mass <laughs> everyone's cramped together, but we can't go inside to watch the game. Yeah. In the same Like, I, I don't know.
0: I, I, I... Yeah. It's hard to start that one out. That's for sure. One yeah. thing though, like we've, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but in NFL tailgating is such a huge thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe that could spark a little bit of that in hockey. Like it, it might be more fun for the people that are outside the arena than the people inside the arena and they're not paying the cost you can pay the price to have a barbecue set up and cook some hot dogs and some hamburgers yeah you know I I don't know I like that idea too like we went uh when we were playing in the 2016 playoffs they had every game that wasn't a home game was up on the big screen you could go yeah I know I went to a few of those yeah that was like hell of a good time right didn't we meet up there yeah we did It was, like, $5
1: entrance fees and all that stuff, and it was just a good time. For sure. That was a good night.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I just, I can't believe that, like, it's happening, like, the the second time in my lifetime, but, like, the first time in my cognitive life that this is happening. Last time there was, like, 1993, and, like, I have zero memory of it.
0: Yeah, well, enjoy the ride, Thomas. That's exciting, man. Yeah. I'm happy for you and your team.
1: And like, I'm talk- like, I talked to all of my buddies that are Habs fans. They just can't believe it's happening either. Yeah. So. That must be fun. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to talk to you before I let you get back to your uh, amazing Lake getaway. Uh, did you catch Loki before you went away?
0: I did. Yeah. Well, no, I
1: watched it here actually
0: out at the lake. I was watching it before going to bed last night so that we could talk about it today and I'd have it fresh in my mind.
1: Beautiful. What are your thoughts on the episode? It was a cool
0: episode I liked I really enjoyed the banter back and forth and like them figuring out what parts of their lives were different Mm
1: -hmm. and stuff
0: like that she didn't like being called Lady Loki I thought that was pretty funny too yeah um the the planet they were on like that it was an imminent doom situation and seeing all like awesome fireballs slamming into the planet everywhere like what great uh like effects and stuff
1: right yeah it's it's so visually stunning and there's just things that they're adding into these characters. Like they added in like that Loki's a bisexual and you don't need yeah. to do things like that, but they're, you know, you're adding it in and now like a whole group of people can go and relate to another character for another reason. Yeah, that's- and, and that's, and it beautiful. makes sense.
0: It and makes it- sense for this character. A hundred percent.
1: Oh, of course it would make sense for uh most of Asgard. I think the most Asgard royalty, for, yeah. like right. For sure. Um, so, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Thor came out as, like, bisexual or anything like that. Yeah. And, like, whatever, man. Like, ha- happy to hear it. It's progress. Yeah, um, for sure. And then the thing that put me, like, like, makes me go, like, what the fuck is going on here? Is that all the people that work for the TVA are variants? And they may not yeah. remember, like, their previous lives before becoming a variant? Amazing. Yeah.
0: Which is also interesting because of, like... The connection in the previous one when like you pointed it on our last episode when they were like so unknowing of magic when meanwhile it seems that they're all under some kind of a spell so then maybe they can't see magic and that's the whole point like I don't understand like it was an interesting little droplet there I thought
1: oh I think so too uh I'm just it's such a fantastic show I I think this Marvel series stuff that they're doing is is brilliant because you're you're giving screen time to characters that are always on the side and trying, and then you're building them up to being something bigger, which is amazing. <coughs> and then you're giving like a proper, uh, I don't want to say backstory, but you're giving more knowledge. Like we never really got to know Loki all that well throughout all the four uh, movies and all the Avenger movies.
0: Now we know we're going to know him intricately. It's the same, it was the same with the other series with the other characters too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, and it's it's gonna, just, yeah. It's just so fun to watch and uh, I'm really digging this. So I would like to, like, I would like to think that um, Owen Wilson's character, Mobius was a dude in the nineties who uh, 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 r- rode uh, jet skis and had the time of his life and that, and he just kind of holds on to it. Right. <laughs> I, I think
0: st- you're at that. It sounds like it might be possible at this yeah. point.
1: And I still stand by the fact that I, if it doesn't end with Owen Wilson riding a jet ski, then this whole series was a waste.
0: <laughs> That's funny. No, it was a good show for sure. Like yeah. a good episode. I'm interested to see like what do we got left
1: now? Three? Three more episodes left to go. Three and out. Yeah. I I'm just I can't like I can't even predict where the show's going. Like I don't think like every single time I think the timekeepers aren't real, a thing's happening that maybe goes, well maybe maybe they are and they're just like the worst. Like <laughs> like I don't know. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm at like a big, I don't know.
0: I like the seeds that they're planning to like, in a sense, like with character development, where if they had given more screen time to Loki in some of the other movies, people might've been a little bit like, well, we want to see more of Thor. We want to see more of Captain America. We want to see more of Iron Man. Now that those actors are kind of like being almost done with their roles, they're literally handing it over where we can, I would totally be interested in seeing a movie crossover with all of the new Avengers coming in and all kinds of shit. Right.
1: Oh yeah. the Like what's coming down the chute for Marvel is going to be unbelievable, especially with like Fantastic yeah, Four coming, the X-Men, are, the X-Men are coming in like uh, to see what's coming. I, I just, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see.
0: It's funny how they're having such a hard time with Fantastic Four over the years to so, like, make it worthwhile it's like it was a staple for marvel like when i was a kid it was like one of the main comics still you know but because the movies have sucked it's really put them on the bottom of the list
1: yeah it's it's unfortunate but i think because of like feige and all like the like it is marvel that's running the show right so with marvel running the show i i don't think they're gonna struggle at all
0: yeah i agree it should be interesting to watch they'll do a good job. I feel comfortable about it. Yeah,
1: so I won't keep you anymore. We just want to make sure that we did mention <laughs> the great news of the Montreal Canadiens making it to the for Stanley sure. Cup. Congrats so, to your team! Thank you so much. I'm so excited. This enjoy is enjoy the ride. Yeah, M- Monday's going to be a long evening.
0: <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> um, well, yeah. With that, I guess um, we'll get back to our regularly scheduled programming.
1: Um. So. You got big Canada Day plans, Sean? You want to talk about that? Like, you, you want to tell us what what you're up to? Do you, or is that a surprise for somebody else?
0: I don't really have like huge Canada Day plans uh, that I can remember. I'm like,
1: but you're going... going, away.
0: yeah, I'm going away. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. I guess going to the lake.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm gonna go chill in the water. It's supposed to be like, I think on, it's like 30 every day for the next week, basically with sun. So I have to be careful because I am like extremely white. I don't hold a tan well. And I'm like a big, huge candidate for getting a like horrible, horrible sunburn. Yeah. It's like awful. I try to get in the sun. Like I try to get color, but it just doesn't stick. And if I spend more than like two to three hours, I will turn beet red. Like the, lot, I think it was two summers ago. We went out to the cabin and man, I got burnt so bad. Like I was in pain for three days. Like mm-hmm. I was, Crystal was like, you should put on your sunblock. And I'm like, nah, it'll be fine. Like, it's only like plus 24 out. It's not that bad. And she's like, like, you're very white. And I'm like, I know, baby, I'll put it on in a bit. Cause I was having fun in the water. And of course, again, nice. I should have listened to my sweet, wonderful lady because boy, did I suffer. So yeah, I'm going it, to, like uh,
1: I told you so
0: oh yeah she was all over it she's like you expect me to feel pity for you right now Well, because I was like please rub aloe on me I'm dying and she's like really like you can rub it on your damn self because but she did in the end of course because she's okay. the sweetest lady in the world but yeah that happened
1: <laughs> well at least uh, hopefully you learn from these things like I said before if it wasn't for the hard way we weren't we wouldn't learn at all.
0: It's true. Sometimes we need to go down that road. I think it's like part of our last name too. Like not to quote our, the name of our show, but we need to see two sides of the story. We need yeah. to know what the other sides looks like. And yeah, yeah, here we are.
1: Well, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so um, a benefit to being up all night is you got to like try and calm down. So my big trick, if I'm ever like awake is I'll leave my room and start like watching tv in another room or read a book in another room until like i like i get tired the one thing i took from like a college psychology course was if you are ever wide awake and can't sleep go to another room because at least when you go to with when you're in your bed your mind will associate bed with sleep and will help like you feel tired and stuff like that
0: Ah, that's interesting
1: however this was not the case for me last night uh i was up all night but i um i watched a few things um one of which was uh red dawn the reboot the the remake okay Uh, chris hemsworth and um i always forget this guy's last name but he's josh from drake and josh
0: yeah i couldn't tell you
1: anyway i love this movie you got like a 15 on rotten tomatoes but i fucking love this (laughs) movie i love the concept of red dawn have you ever watched the original i don't
0: I don't. I'm not familiar with it. I can't think of what it is.
1: So the original one is with uh, Patrick Swayze and Charlie Sheen in like 1984. So like,
0: okay, maybe I saw it then. That's what I was thinking, but I wasn't sure.
1: And like, somehow the Russians start invading small town USA, and then a band of teens that have uh, one guy has army training. Takes these teens, starts training them up, and then they slowly start like a militia against the Russians trying to take their town back. It's fucking awesome.
0: That sounds pretty awesome.
1: So the remake is the exact same premise of the movie, except instead of Russians, it's um, the bad Korea. The okay. Young Un Korea. Which yeah, is, North. Yeah. So it's the, so the North Koreans. They come parachuting down, taking over uh, Spokane, Washington. And then little by little they start invading like towns all over the U.S. But they, the the main focus is Spokane. And Chris Answorth is back from the uh, back from Baghdad because he's a Marine and all that stuff. And then eventually they start training the others. They start like doing less. It's just a cool fucking movie. That's funny. So it begs the basic question: Is like is there been like a, a a remake of like a movie you love that you've like thoroughly enjoyed? Like I love the the remake more than I love the original for just like a few like like for one just visually it's a little more tolerable yeah uh, two I find that the story is a little bit more complex and it just has actors I really love no no offense to Charlie Schween or uh, Charlie Sheen or Patrick Swayze no just, this cast is unbelievable
0: there's I get it um like for me as far as new movie like remakes go ones that i thought were like way better i don't know nothing's like jumping out at me off the top of my head right now there's been good ones like i did enjoy i know this is controversial but i like the new three star wars movies they were all good movies um obviously the plot was hard to follow at times because it didn't make a lot of sense from like if they were you looked at them all as individual movies that there was not much else going on you knew some stuff about star wars they're okay they're okay movies.
1: I think we should talk about this on another podcast because I have a lot to say on this.
0: Sounds good. Yeah. What are you thinking? Like in your head, what are other good ones that you know of um, that you like like better than the original? I'm trying to like, I'm really like searching my okay, brain right now.
1: that's not a remake, that's a reboot, right? Which one? Sorry. Well, like those Star Wars movies are not like a yeah. reboot, they're just okay.
0: An- that's a continuation. Good point. Good point. Okay, yeah. so a reboot. I can give you one right now: the longest yard. Adam Sandler. It's a, yeah, a great pick. Yeah, he remade. I was trying to think for a minute. He remade that movie. And the original, uh, what's his name? It's yeah. not coming
1: to me. It's Burt Reynolds.
0: Burt Reynolds. The original was badass, too. And it was like, showed kind of what life was like in prison in that time era. And like, they're good movies. But the Adam Sandler one came out. And I'm not going to like, I liked that one better. Even though I had watched the original first, it was i liked it chris rock was in it yeah. terry evans like it was an all-star cast of terry funny
1: terry cruz i don't oh, know I who Terry evans, evans. Yeah, yeah i don't know sorry. who that is
0: yeah that's nobody i don't know why i said <laughs> that i meant to say terry cruz i love that guy yeah. he's awesome
1: <laughs> not enough to know his name but you do like him
0: which is ridiculous because i like really know him like i watch him on america's got talent and all those like he's on a lot of shows brooklyn 99
1: yeah, Nine. Nine, yeah 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 um another one for me was the uh Remake of uh, The Magnificent Seven with Denzel Washington and Chris Pratt. And, like, I love that Western. Like, my dad would try to show me a lot of the older movies. And when I was younger, I was a little bit impatient for them. Yeah. But, like, now that I'm older, I I'm, I have these, like, streaming channels that will add to, like, I'll watch, like, the older movies for one to just to see if I can appreciate it the way my dad did. Um, but The Magnificent Seven remake i thought was awesome like it's just maybe maybe i'm biased because i like those actors yeah but i thought they did like a decent justice to the original film in, in this way like i don't think we're gonna get a sequel or anything like that but like it's just one that i enjoy um a remake i didn't enjoy and i think you and i are eye to eye on this is the ghostbusters remake
0: yeah that was terrible
1: and it just wasn't a good movie i no. get, there's so many people in the world that'll be upset with you because because you don't like women and that is not true like no 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 i love women and i want them to do everything they want in this world however if you're gonna take something that is already so awesome know that you have the expectation of making it so awesome and they didn't do that
0: yeah feel a little bit bad for the actors involved in a way because they take a lot of shit for that movie, but ultimately it's the director and the writer of the movie that should take all the shit for it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and it had its like decent parts. I guess like Chris Hemsworth was really funny in that
0: movie. Yeah, there was moments for sure, but overall it was like awful.
1: Yeah, it's hard, and I like all I like everyone in that movie. Like yeah, it, it, like some of the funniest people, funniest people sure. are doing that movie and they just didn't live up to the justice that was the original Ghostbusters and that's what sucks And especially when like a remake is an unnecessary movie. you know what yeah, I, mean? I agree. And it, but if you do it right, if you do it well, then it's fun.
0: Oh yeah, you're honoring the original. One that was weird I like I don't know if you saw it pet Cemetery.
1: I saw the, the original. I haven't seen the new one yet.
0: Okay, so the remake—it's like I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'll just I simply put, 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 tell you
1: composite, right? Instead of the, the, the little boy, uh, the, the, spoiler alert to the premise of uh, Pet Cemetery that took <laughs> in the 80s. Um,
0: yeah, they just switched to it happened to ultimately. Yeah,
1: which isn't yeah. bad, I don't think. Like, no,
0: in- but it was like watching basically the exact same movie, but to me it wasn't as like provocative. Like I felt like they they kept it too much towards the original in mm-hmm. ways, even though they kind of s- mixed up the plot a, l- a little bit, but it was like watching the exact same fucking movie where I'm like, you know, that's the point of doing an exact remake, but there were so many different like things that they could have done to make it better than the original. Instead they did it like the same or not as good as the original in some parts to me. It yeah. what, didn't have the same creepy feel to it that the original did like, yeah. And when Cage, the little guy in the original movie, slits the ankle w- across, like, the Achilles tendon, that was, like, you know, and I think there was the same thing, but it was just the way it was done in the first one was way fucking creepier than the way it was done in the second
1: one. I think you can get away with a lot more things in the 80s, too. Like, it was all, like, a bunch of trial and error, all that stuff, especially, with like, like if you look yeah. at old 80s horror movies of that, of that age, they're just better i I don't know what it is but there's more fun
0: oh yeah it's it's weird because it was pre-cgi but the budgets for like makeup and special effects was high it took a lot of work like there was crews of people working on some of these movies for some of the effects that we saw and they're pretty damn good and some of them hold up and you're like it still gives you the chills like they had the right music soundtracks they had like they just hit it out of the park, and when I watch, go back and watch some of the eighties like horror movies, yeah. it still like gives me the willies a little bit. Not gonna yeah.
1: lie. Yeah, that's that. That's good. That that's what you want out of a horror movie, right? Like it's those things. Yeah. That you want to be scared. Um, to stay on the idea of like remakes, there are some remakes that don't have the same title, so people don't necessarily know that they're a remake. But yeah. um, one I enjoyed, but I don't think is better than the original is Due Date. Due Date and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles are the exact same movie beat for beat. Like it's the unlikely duo, one's way too serious, the one's a little bit reckless and funny, and then they keep getting into more trouble as the movie goes on. And it's all about like sort of family, like one's trying to get home for Thanksgiving, the other one uh, wants to be home for the birth of his child. and then just hilariousness ensues. Like, I can't say the due date is a bad movie because I watch that movie and I'll laugh. But I laugh a lot harder at planes, trains, and automobiles. Like, my buddy Zach and I will quote planes, trains, and automobiles to each other all the time. Like, we'll just do that scene when um, John Candy wants to take off his shoes in the uh, in the car and then Steve Mars like giving him shit. He's like, don't do that. Like, like who does that? You're going to have get the foot smile in the car. He goes like, and John Candy's like, you know, you do stuff too. Like, you're not like you're not this perfect guy. He goes, and Steve Martin's like, oh yeah, well, what do I do? And John Candy, while skipping a he goes, oh yeah? Well, you play with your balls a lot. And we just <laughs> redo that scene to each other all the time. And it's just hilarious. I love that scene.
0: That's funny. When you like, you're talking about due date, Zach Galifianakis, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Okay. So are you like just suggesting that it it is a remake because it's like the same fucking movie or is it like on paper somewhere them saying like, we're going to redo planes, trains and automobiles and we're going to call it due date instead.
1: I'm pretty sure that that was what the meeting was. (laughs) Well, I just want well, to
0: get clarification if there was anything like there or if it was just like you because I never noticed that I like both movies a lot and I never really like put it together that they're the exact same fucking movie until you just said that yeah. and but now I'm bleep, like, bleep, like Holy same shit. Movie. yeah same fucking movie 100% but I mean like Robert Downey Jr. that was like sh- wasn't that shortly after like Iron Man 1 came out he was still yeah. kind of remaking a name for himself after yeah. like some shit he'd been in earlier and that movie like Man, that was good. Like when he, he punched the kid, yeah. I, I was like, uh, "I died! No, I died! That was that, too that, much." That
1: movie's hilarious, and I don't want to yeah. take anything from it. But if we're not calling it a planes, trains, and automobiles remake, then I don't know what we're doing.
0: <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I like your idea behind that. That's for sure. I and definitely I agree. And I don't, I don't know which one I like better.
1: Yeah, and I'll dare say this: Avatar. Is a remake of *Pocahontas*.
0: <laughs> I never seen *Avatar*, so I can't relate to that one. Okay, but. well, if
1: you have seen *Pocahontas*, it's just the same except with na- instead of Native it's Americans, me. it's blue alien dog creatures.
0: Okay, perfect. I don't really need to watch it then. That's great.
1: <laughs> Visually stunning, though. Visually yeah, stunning. Yeah,
0: I've heard. I've heard.
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah, so that that's one of the like movies that got me into like through my little like I couldn't sleep last night. But another one that I watched, uh, last night, um, have you seen this new Seth Rogen, uh, Charlize Theron movie, the long shot? Nope. Really worth watching. It is so Definitely. funny. The premise is, um, Charlize Theron plays, uh, the secretary of state who wants to make a run at president. Seth Rogen is this, uh, journalist that has like very, very hot takes, uh, who's a Democrat and thinks every Republican is wrong. And he's just like, he, like it's a political humor, but at yeah. the same time, Charlize Theron like new Seth Rogen. And it becomes this little like romantic comedy, but it's really funny, but I'm only bringing this up because there's um like a Rupert Murdoch type character, like the billionaire that kind of uses politicians so he can like stay a billionaire kind of thing. Yeah. And the whole time I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Never seen this actor before. Who, like, who is this? And it's Andy Circus. And they made him up and he's just doing this role and looks nothing like him. Like he just put up, put on like this fat suit and makeup and just took, just ran with the role. That's awesome. This made me think that I Andy Circus may be the most underappreciated actor in the world. Like you look at his work. In Lord of the Rings or Planet of the Apes sequels or uh, even in this like this movie he's just so awesome and he becomes these roles and he'll never get an Oscar it doesn't seem to even be nominated like I know that there's these weird roles that you have to physically be in the movie which is fucking stupid I I think that is so so stupid. because what this guy did when he was Gollum is that he did all the movements and then did all like the stop motion. And I think he has his own stop motion animation, uh, company. And I, 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 this guy is a mate. Like, he's just so awesome. When he, when he was Cesar or Caesar Caesar in, uh, the planet of the apes, uh, reboot, he's doing all the movements that these apes are doing. Like the guy can't be stopped. And he gets it to, like, I don't think he's getting the glory he rightfully deserves. He's about to be uh the new Alfred Pennyworth in the uh new Batman that's coming out, and, like, that gets me a ticket. The Like, that kind of buys my ticket. Like, that's a dope actor in that, like, right off the bat, I'm in, just for who's playing Alfred.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. That's cool. I'm interested yeah. in that, too. That'll be interesting to see him in that role, for sure, as, like, maybe he'll get some love. Who knows?
1: I, I really hope so. Like, like, I'm sure that there's like a group of people out there that like like his acting and think he's amazing. Cause like the work he did on Lord of the Rings alone is Oscar worthy because he became that character. And the sheer fact that the Oscars have this rule that you need to be in the film for like 20 minutes or more, like it's or something like that, is ridiculous to me. Like physically, like in the movie. Yeah. It bothers me. Anthony Hopkins won an Oscar for um for uh silence of the lamps playing hannibal lecter he's barely in the fucking movie honestly if, i think if you screen time you're it, not wrong
0: it, yeah you're not wrong I, at I all I think he's
1: the minimum like in the movie like he's 20 minutes in like he's barely in the thing that's funny it, it, it's just so outlandish to me that that we look the other way on the the amazing work that this guy does
0: yeah, I don't like that either. I don't well you're familiar with Doug Jones. He's yeah, another guy wow. who does He's another guy who's very similar like in that department. What they need to do is get those two guys together and just like go at it. <laughs> one of the greatest
1: character actors there is and no one really like if you didn't like search him up, you wouldn't know what he looked like because he's always in makeup. He's always playing sure. a, a creature, which is a hard thing to do in its own cuz oh, apparently yeah. if you um if you have any claustrophobia, doing that kind of makeup stuff is one of the most difficult things to do.
0: I could imagine. Yeah, that would be hard. I've like even just done like a painted face at certain times, and I have a fucking hard time with that. Yeah, I don't like shit on my face. <laughs> I, don't,
1: I, I don't have that issue. But like I I, um, I heard this story of um, when Kevin Smith was making the movie uh, Yoga Hosers, he wanted the little he has these little sausage monsters in the movie called Bratsy's. So there's yeah. like little Nazi soldiers that look like Hitler, but they're also bratwursts. Anyway, incredible film. But uh, Jason Muse was supposed to be the bratzy originally. But because they tried to put on the makeup, he couldn't do it because of his claustrophobia. So he, he just couldn't do it. So just Jesus. being an actor that can do that stuff, you there's something special about you, I think.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's like, I don't know, award shows aren't really going to be a thing for long from what it seems like in the world with what's been happening with them and all the bullshit and not like it's so many times there's not justice in those award ceremonies and it's unfortunate that the people like this aren't considered to you know what i mean they don't have their own category of like you know makeup actors or whatever the hell you want to call it
1: yeah well it's like the one thing that occurred to me is just like i'm i'm just watching the long shot and like i had to imdb it after and i went like fuck of course it's Andy Circus. that guy's amazing and he's directing the new Venom movie that's coming out and I can't wait
0: oh it's good he apparently gets some love behind the scenes then which is good
1: yeah <laughs> so I, I, I'm just very very stoked about that
0: I heard some news today that got me kind of excited the Edmonton Expo is going to be happening uh, at the end of September this year didn't know if that was going to be coming back or not, or going to be a thing. And they've already signed like an A list guester, which is pretty sweet.
1: No, Mr. It was William event.
0: Shatner. What's that?
1: I was going to say it was the main event, but it's William yeah. Shatner.
0: Yeah, so far, I don't know. It could be better than that. We'll see. Yeah. It's hard to top that. But yeah, he's coming back. He was here, I believe, three years ago. Obviously, we talked about this in a previous podcast. Me and Karen got the picture with him. Yeah. Um. It's pretty cool that it, like, with one name others will follow and apparently they're calling it his 90 year tour where he's planning on going around to like comic cons a bunch of them which is really cool
1: yeah it's like like he's he is 90 right
0: yeah that man is
1: active god good for him uh i mean he would be dope to meet like when you met him was there how long was like your time with him
0: i would say like 45 seconds
1: Okay, so you get in, like, I appreciate you, and then yeah, take a photo, and you fuck off.
0: He had actually crashed, crashed, sorry, his uh, horse and wagon, and he was, like, all doped up on opioids, I guess, to, like, deal with the back pain, so he was just kind of sitting there, baked as hell, when people were coming, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, of course, we were like, thanks, man, like, thanks for coming to town, thanks for doing this, and he's like, oh, yeah, no problem, guys, like, awesome costumes, and, like, you know, stuff like that.
1: That's awesome. Like that's awesome. one of my
0: favorite like memories with him is like just directly after we met him because we went out and Karen was like, "Did I smile? I don't know if I smiled. Did I smile? I don't know what my face looked like." <laughs> we got the picture. She's like, "Oh, thank God, I did smile." But anyways, William Shatner's coming to town again. Pretty yeah, sweet.
1: Okay. So, you, like, they already have your money in that respect. Then
0: I don't know. It's like a tough one because it's been a couple years. I've aged a little they'd be different photos we don't have to go with the same pose we went with last time necessarily so i don't know
1: yeah i mean that but like who's who would be your big like the big get like would be worth doing all this for like who's there i dream... think Picard. card
0: like yeah. getting yeah i think getting to meet patrick stewart would be like pretty crazy like if i got to have a few minutes with him just to like be like man like Picard and Professor X and just like have the talk with him, and be like I-, I love your acting super cool and I feel like he's like a fun endearing nice old man you know what I mean like everything I see of him put out there where it's like him the guy he's a nice guy I- I'd love to like have the moment to chat with him
1: just look at his friendship with Sri and McKellen it's amazing That's,
0: yeah it's endearing as hell when you look at all the pictures of them together and see them out having fun like it's just, i would like to be their third
1: (laughs) sure a lot of people feel that way
0: obviously there's a lot of others like i've always respected and loved the acting of seven of nine and if i get to meet her and like get a picture with her it'd be cool date like i already got data which was like awesome what an actor brett spiner is yeah um not wharf uh yeah, unless he's in makeup. Up. If he's in makeup, all about that. I still, Armin-
1: that's, I still think that's fucking stupid of you. I, I think that's so <laughs> fucking dumb. would
0: be like meeting Andy Circus as Andy Circus.
1: I, I would lose my shit if I met. That Andy fucking me. you. Are you kidding me? I would absolutely lose my mind. I would not be able to. I'd be like, you are so amazing. Like, just everything you do is fucking amazing. Like, here's an Oscar I made for you. Please accept it. Uh, what's
0: yours like i'll obviously too sorry before i let you go into yours i haven't met kevin smith yet i'd love to meet him you know what i mean just to shoot the shit with him even for a few minutes be like what up man like i watched your shit when i was a kid i loved it it'd be cool
1: it's a hard thing like right now because like my biggest one was like i always wanted to meet kevin smith and then i got to accomplish that uh, yeah one day. um another thing another person i would want to meet and then i like when I lived in Edmonton, it was like where where I met like the most celebrities in my life. Like I met Steve O, Burt Kreischer, um, Jay Onright, who does TSN. He's a celebrity to me, so I don't care. Um, yeah. I met the cast of Letterkenny. Uh, just like just a whole bunch of like stuff like that. Just going to events and you know like some guys will be chill and just like hang out with the fans afterwards. Other people like. When I met the cast of Letter Camping, I bought V uh uh VIP tickets, so I was yeah. part of what I was doing. Um, but yeah, Is that uh, show good. I love it. I quote it yeah. all the time. It's one of my favorite shows. It's so beautifully Canadian. Like I really enjoy it. I have, there's uh. certain bits, like there's certain like themes in it. They get annoying after a little while, but then they then they correct those things and like right. I, Like I get really annoyed by some of like they have the the skid, so the like a group of guys that are just drug addicts in their town. And like, I get really like bored of their shtick every every episode, but then they change them up. They, you know, develop like, there's good development going on. So they, right. things change. Um, if I were to go with my childhood and I think would be uh, an easy get for me would be, uh, I think it would be the guy that played Tommy Oliver in the original Power Rangers. Okay, Jason would be cool. Frank.
0: Green Ranger, White yeah. Ranger.
1: Yeah, uh, Jason David Frank would be a good one. Um, Corey Feldman, I think, would be a good yeah.
0: get. Yeah, you'd yeah. like to meet him?
1: Yeah, I think he would be a good get. Um, it'd be
0: interesting, like, I'd be like, I don't know, I, it would be a tough one too, because I feel like he's been through a lot of harsh shit in his life.
1: Yeah.
0: It, it'd be like, you'd see the impact in person of him you
1: know? Probably, but just to be, I don't know, like, to meet Donatello, yeah, pretty, like, because he, to, to me, he's the voice of Donatello. Uh, like, there's for no sure. no way around that, but I don't know, like, I, and I always found he was, su- any movie he did, he was just super cool in.
0: Oh, yeah, I loved his yeah. 80s movies. I was all about them, that's
1: yeah. for sure. So, I don't, like, I guess the, those would be some of my dream gets. Um, And then you get those, like, weird actors that are like still really relevant and then they'll do the con circuit for like for shits and giggles yeah so oh if i got to meet david tennant or matt smith from, from dr yeah, they I actually were known,
0: scheduled i i believe it was matt tennant was scheduled to come to edmonton for a con and he canceled Like matt two tennant, days
1: before. that person is just an average guy i think you mean matt smith or david tennant
0: david tennant yeah that's the one
1: yeah. I mean, <laughs> like but i also like I love David Tennant as an actor like like Doctor Who he's amazing in but then he's the bad guy in Jessica Jones which is phenomenal. He's
0: creepy as hell in that movie. Um,
1: Did you watch Good Omens on Amazon Prime? No. Great series. Uh, I think it's just a mini series uh, no more than six episodes and if it is it's eight or ten I can't remember but it is a great like heaven versus hell story where David Tennant and Michael Sheen are playing one's a demon one's an angel and they're kind of like responsible for bringing about the end of the world it's, just, huh. it's this great Neil Gaiman book that they made into a series and I love the book and I, am, I, I just thoroughly enjoyed the series Interesting. So David Tennant is an actor that if you put his name on it that's, that's me going like okay take my money I'm going to watch it makes sense and Matt Smith is just, like, when you get into Doctor Who and you get to these guys as doctors, they're just so funny. They're, they're just... Yeah. The, the How they choose their dialogue and what they do. Like, I'm not sure if it's the writing or the freedom they had as actors. I don't know. But fuck, were they good? They're just good. I like
0: that when you find, a, like, an actor who... to In a show like Doctor Who, I, I can't speak to Doctor Who, but it's just uh, Daniel Jackson and Stargate. He's just so fucking good in that role. Like, I just love that role. It's just an example. I love I love it when you can find the right actor for the role and then they just own the shit out of it. Love it.
1: When you say Stargate, you're talking about the show, right? Yeah. I watched the movie the other day. Did you? For the first time. And I think that was ahead of its time. And I was really
0: I for the first time. That's yeah. fucked to me. I watched it when it came out
1: in theaters. Yeah. See, like Like to me, James Spader doesn't have hair. You know what I mean? Like James Spader is like a bald old man. Like for sure. But but I know like like I know he's been around forever and he's fantastic. But like I'm watching this and I'm going, it was a it was a hard watch for me. And I wish was it it, really? Yeah, but I I rewatched
0: it like not not that long ago and I loved it. Still like it.
1: I don't know what it was. Maybe it's just. Because I because you have the ability to go back to who you were when you first saw it,
0: right? Fair. That is fair.
1: And now I'm watching. So if I I think if I watched it as a kid, I'd be like, this is badass. And don't get me wrong, I thought the story was cool, and I like like they have the Ra and Anubis and all those Egyptian gods. Like, I thought all that was cool. I just like if that movie was remade today, I think it would be fucking awesome.
0: Fair enough. Have you watched the show ever? No. See, for me. I watched the movies and I fucking hated the show. I hated it. I would not watch it. I thought it was so stupid and such poor production quality that I was like, why the fuck? That's not Daniel Jackson. That's. But then I would get up in the morning, I'd get ready for high school and my dad was just caught with Doreen and she was super into watching the sci-fi channel all the time. And so I would watch an episode with her in the morning, just kind of be like sh- sitting around shooting the shit. And she'd make breakfast for us usually. And then one day I was like, I think I'll catch the next bus. I want to see what happens in this episode. Yeah. And after that, man, uh, (laughs) I feel bad. Kieran probably spent four years of his life every night from like 1130 on listening to the Stargate theme until two in the morning when my TV auto auto turned off, I bought all the DVDs every single season I've watched that through many times and every person that I've like made stick it out and watch it through has loved it. See when they, the original movie, they take the movie and then they transition it directly into the TV show, but just change all the actors. So it's like, it picks up where the movie ended and then goes from there.
1: So, but so not to spoil the movie, but Daniel stays behind, right? Yes. Is there a Daniel Jackson in the series? there sure is okay
0: yeah yeah i'm gonna make you watch it there's no other way around this like you need to take the dive
1: it's It's on amazon prime maybe i'll give it a shot after uh i finish uh i'm watching sweet tooth and Loki, and actually sweet tooth is amazing i wanted to talk talk to you about that not to just take away stargate from me but sweet tooth is this unbelievable series it's based on the comic book written by um jeff lemire yeah and i never read the comic book so i didn't know what what i was getting into when i'm watching the series and this show is uh addictive uh it's dark but heartwarming um and it's very very relevant to what's going on in the world today interesting there's um like it takes place in like a kind of like a post-apocalyptic world and then um there's, there's like a disease that's going on much like the pandemic we're going through. So yeah. like, it's relevant in that, like people are wearing masks for because of this disease and stuff. So you just like, it's very uh, similar. Like it, like somehow they picked the right time to do this.
0: Interesting. Um,
1: the actors, like even the kid that's playing um, Gus, the main character is just unreal. Like, and the story mm-hmm. is just, like I'm on episode five right now and I can't wait like there's eight episodes in the season. I can't wait to just
0: one season out.
1: Yeah, they just like it just came out like this year like okay within the last month or two it came out. That was gotcha. unbelievable
0: interesting. I will maybe check it out one of these days. I like hearing like what you just said that sounded good.
1: It's just like, <laughs> and like but the premise is like the this disease comes to town but the same time that the disease hits, every newborn child is a human animal hybrid but the, the people think that the human animal hybrid brought the disease or and then but there's another group of people that think that because of the disease the human animal animal hybrid is like the next stage in evolution it's just interesting it, it's just this cool tale and every all the characters you see are very interesting and just the world everyone lives in it's just it's, it's just really cool and some scenes will tug on your heart, others will be like, what the fuck is happening here? Um, huh. Will Forte has a small role in this and watching this man act is unbelievable. Cause I'm used to like him and like Gruber or Last Man on Earth or the brother Solomon where he's just being a silly goose the whole time. And I don't
0: know who you're talking about at all. I haven't seen any of those things you just listed.
1: You haven't seen MacGruber?
0: Never heard of it. Are you fucking with me? No, I'm dead serious. I don't know what the hell you're talking about right now.
1: <laughs> Sean. Alright. Um, if you don't have Amazon Prime, I'll lend you, Like, I'll give you the... I think you
0: lent it to me already. I have it on my TV down here. Okay.
1: Uh, MacGruber. Watch it. It's like... They took the idea of MacGyver and they just made a dumb comedy out of it. It used to be an SNL sketch, and then uh, he's good. Google Will Forte. I'm sure you would recognize him if you saw him.
0: Gotcha. We'll do right this second. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Very interesting, sir.
1: Yeah. I again, great series on Netflix. Sweet Tooth, eight episodes. It's just I don't
0: recognize him. Are you fucking serious? No, I've never seen that man before in my life.
1: What were you doing in 2005?
0: I have no idea. Probably some really dark shit. No, I'm just joking. I don't know what the fuck I was doing.
1: Because, I look, can't he, name
0: it off the top of my head.
1: He was uh, on SNL. He wrote on that 70s show. Um, okay. I'm familiar
0: then, with that 70s show. SNL is dead to me. Uh, um, I just can't do the comedy. It's not funny. I watch it and I'm like this is fucking stupid and I turn it every time. I keep giving it chances cuz there's good guests on, but it just time after time I'm like I can't
1: fucking watch this shit. I, I strongly disagree with you, but that's fine. Do you? I strongly <laughs> disagree. <laughs> like I'm not even it's not even even a disagreement, like a strong disagreement. Like I oh, have we haven't ad- had
0: a strong disagreement I have, yet. <laughs> I,
1: I have to add adjectives to let you know how much I disagree with you. <laughs> Because all the people that go through SNL, like I watch it and I'll laugh. Like, I don't think it's a perfect uh, show. No, I,
0: they used to be funny, but like it's probably been 15 years since any of these come that, out of it.
1: Every person says that when their generation of SNL has passed. So your generation yeah. of SNL is probably the Adam Sandler, Mike Myers, Dana Carvey, Phil yeah. I right. and a
0: little bit of Will Ferrell you know after who,
1: that. Yeah, but you know who said that that era of SNL was shit your father's era people that had the Chevy Chase (laughs) and Belushi, all that stuff. That's fair. We got to get out of our heads of like, like where the comedy is going. Cause like in 2005, uh, maybe a little bit after 2005, we started getting Will Forte, Jason Sudeikis. um, Will Ferrell was still around. I'm pretty sure. Um, And then we started getting Andy Samberg, who is a comedy genius today and was back then. Like I'll say this,
0: I did go back and watch a bunch of Andy Samberg shit on SNL, and it was gold. Yeah, like the stuff with him and Justin Timberlake, and like
1: Bill Hader. Bill Hader's a genius.
0: I like Um, Bill Hader
1: too. Yeah, and then you go into today's where uh, Cecily Strong is so brilliant. Um, uh, what's her name? Um, so maybe there's just
0: certain, maybe there's certain skits that are like okay still, but as a whole, it's just I just can't do it man I keep trying like I said like I'm like oh fuck I'll see a commercial for him be like I'd really like to see that person and then I'm like oh god I can't do it I'll record it till I get to their part watch it and then still I'm like I don't know what happened I just it's like you said maybe it's a generational thing I just can't appreciate their yeah, style as a much now.
1: difference between us and I, I just I, I find it so weird that our senses our senses of humor is our are that far apart like it's yeah. so weird to me
0: yeah it's different but we both do like comedy and are both comedians to an extent
1: which is oh. funny well not professionally here but i do like to crack the occasional joke and all that stuff but yeah. i think i'm well i don't i don't mean this offensively towards you but i do think i'm a little bit more open-minded with my comedy
0: i don't like, disagree with that at all 100 yeah. percent agree like, I, 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 sometimes I it takes like someone else to enlighten me on something for me to appreciate it more like for me to get a connection to it on my own I'm less likely to do that but if someone like example like yourself or you know anybody else that I gave a shit about their opinion came to me and was like dude like you need to check this out and need to give it a chance or they just shove it down my throat and force me to watch it yeah then a lot of times I, I can come around to it but it's hard like if I like if I'm watching something and it makes me laugh, to me it's funny. Yeah. If I'm watching something, I'm like, that's not funny. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I also love the um, there's a thing that I enjoy with subtle brilliance. So I watched uh TJ Miller do stand up in Edmonton at the uh, uh, what's the place in the West Edmonton Mall there? Um,
0: yeah, Yuck Yucks or something.
1: Anyway, I, I saw him perform there, but his opening act. Like barely an act was his wife, but all her gimmick was she sang a song, but she just kept repeating the same lyrics, and that to me was just so funny because all it oh. was was annoying to the audience. Yeah. Like I just <laughs> like to do this to us was just like oh hilarious prank. <laughs> I, I thought, so. Uh, there I am with my buddies uh, Mark and Josh and uh, Brittany and Lauren and. I don't think anyone enjoyed it except for me. I was the only one laughing because it was just like the, the audacity of it was just so funny. I get
0: that. Like in certain ways, that's hilarious. And I like, I can appreciate that too. I don't know. Like for me, comedy is a tough one. If I, if I think it's funny, I have a large group of like comedians that I do enjoy, but then there's others that take a while to break in or I just don't believe them.
1: That's fair. I mean, honestly, it is fair, and because it's art, right? It's all in the eye of the beholder, kind of thing. Thousand percent. Yeah. Like, like uh, when it comes to like wine and stuff, people will be like, "This is good. This is good." Like, I don't know shit about wine, but I know what I like. Like, <laughs> and, 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 and that's what it is. And like, I, I, when it comes to comedy, like, if you're trying something, I like, I'm on board, and like, we'll see what happens, because like that's what it is. Like, I love just like the risk taking of it, because. Yeah. There's a boldness of just going. Well, I'm going to say this, and hopefully, it lands. Or,
0: yeah, no, I appreciate that too. It's uh, like but... I, seeing stand-up comedy live. It's you just hope you pull for the person that they're going to make you laugh, right?
1: Yeah. No, exactly. It like and that's that's what it is. To bring it back to TJ, TJ Miller, like I I heard him on a podcast once. Uh, it was him and his wife on the podcast. And I thought that this bit was just really fucking funny. What it was, um, it was on Anna Ferris's podcast where uh, she was asking them how they met. But the beautiful thing about this is, like, it was rehearsed. Like, they both started talking at the exact same time, and they're both telling different stories. And it was just, like, to me, that's, like, it's so fucking fun. Like, that's really funny. Yeah. And I enjoyed that bit so much, but I know that there's probably a larger amount of people out there was just like, are they serious? Like they're talking over each other, like who, who can understand what they're doing? And i just realized they're, they're doing a bit like our biggest downfall in our podcast is you and I have so much to say that we occasionally talk over each other. I do yeah. my best to edit those parts out, um, but it's inevitable. Like I, oh, will- yeah it's happening like you go like sure. i have a thing to say oh i have two of us but but because they were so prepared to do that bit i thought it was so fun it was just it's funny but yeah, again for sure and and that's the one thing with comedy too is one person's hilarious is another person's annoying
0: oh 100 percent. and that's the beauty of comedy is you get to it's you get to pick your color of the rainbow and decide that that's the one you like, or look at all colors of the rainbow and say, you know what, I fucking like all the colors. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, but like, I'll quote a movie like Hot Rod, and you haven't seen that movie, I don't think. Not yet. No. Yeah, and that's Andy Samberg's first movie, and it and it bombed. But if you look at who's in it, and it is, one it has the funniest people in comedy that are going today. Yeah. So like this movie came out in 2007, but, but, you know, like the comp like, like they just seem ahead of their time, but I will watch that movie and I will laugh my head off the whole time. MacGruber. It's like
0: the freaks and geeks paradox where it's like the best thing ever made, but it was outside its time. Yeah. It wasn't, we weren't ready for it as an audience yet, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. And I'll think you'll laugh a lot of MacGruber. Like there's a good chance that you'll think it's stupid. There will be parts. <laughs> where you will laugh so hard and if you don't then i think that there's something wrong with you a i'm
0: excited bit. i i hope that it lives up to the hype
1: yeah uh, so yeah like, i can't believe we did all this that you because you didn't like snl anymore like ah it just it's crazy to me
0: so i have something i would like to recommend to you this week that has been on my mind
1: okay uh before we do that i will give you uh a quick rundown. Uh, for your last recommendation, you told me to. Oh, nice. Re- reach out to somebody. Well, uh, I had uh, breakfast with my buddy Mike, and then he ended up bringing uh, his buddy Eric, who was my childhood friend. Like I was, I was mostly friends with his older brother, but I always like Eric always like hung around and all that. And he came out. Uh, we hung out for like five hours, just having breakfast, watching the soccer game, shooting the shit. Um, and if the weather holds this weekend we're gonna go fishing so like it's like rekindling a a whole bunch of friendships with me so i want to thank you for that recommendation
0: yeah of course you know what it's funny how a spark lights a fire sometimes
1: yeah unfortunately i didn't take a picture of my meal or us together but hopefully when we get on the fishing boat i'll shoot a picture and then all that stuff i just whenever i'm hanging out with people i don't have the wherewithal to just be like we should really photograph this moment of just uh, (laughs) like i don't i don't do that like i I'm too busy and enjoying myself. You know what I mean.
0: So part of us, like um, running the podcast, is getting to know each other. So I'm going to give you a, I'm going to say six month long assignment. It's probably going to take six months. It's a serious one. I'm getting you back for making me row a boat on the North Saskatchewan and see all the bodies. (laughs) Um, I want you to climb. No, I'm just. It's super. (laughs) it's super simple watch fucking stargate that is such a huge piece of like a lot of shit i said it's gonna take six months you don't even have to fucking start right away wait, wait, wait till you finish doctor who i'm
1: fucking done watch. doctor who i'm done and i'm almost done sweet tooth so
0: well next time you need a big series because there's 10 seasons
1: jesus christ all right and
0: it's 24 episode or 26 episode seasons of an hour-long show
1: okay and
0: which stargate you I
1: Because isn't there like a hundred different Stargates? Like there's Stargate, Stargate SG-1. um... Okay,
0: wow, wow. There's Stargate SG-1. That is the one you will be beginning with. And then Stargate Atlantis starts around season eight of SG-1. And there's like a crossover and shit. It's like fucking crazy. And then SGU only had two seasons. And it went extremely dark and off of the light comedy side of things. And was hated by fans. <laughs> I yeah. loved it. It was an edgy show. Super dark. Like these people go on a spaceship and get stranded the fuck out of no- in the middle of nowhere and kind of like Voyager, but not. Okay. So anyways, just watch it. It's great sci-fi. You can't not enjoy it. It's really, really, really good.
1: Oh yeah. Sean fucking watch me. Not like it. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. I'll, but I'll, you I'll, have
0: I'll... to be patient. Like every show. Like yeah. you know, this with the next generation, some of the first, most of the first season was fucking terrible. Stargate's not like that; it picks up strong right off the hop. Mm-hmm. But there's there's some shit in there for sure.
1: Uh, speaking of this, um, can't believe we haven't talked about it yet. But the Card Trail Season Two trailer was dropped like last week. This and we is didn't true. Talk about it, no. And uh, just for record, you made me watch it before we recorded so we could talk about it, and we didn't talk about it. Yeah,
0: that's true. It didn't come up. We were talking about so much other shit. Q. We got Q. Uh,
1: Yeah, Q's coming back. Uh, Seven and Nine is having a bigger role. I'm all for it. Um, And I do like this whole, it's going to be pure time travel or alternate universes and all that stuff, so it's like the Picard Um, what-if. I gotta tell you, though, based on, like, you know how you talked about how season one and two of Star Trek are slow? it's a big reason why i'm not the biggest fan of q yeah it was like especially the first two episodes of tng are such a fucking snooze fest
0: really are you talking about like the encounter at farpoint yeah i love those episodes oh my those God. are the only ones i go back and watch like i know q's annoying and he's so theatrical that it's over the top at times
1: there's a point where q becomes hilarious and that's when i start to love him but this whole like i'm like the god complex and all this stuff like i don't know like i just i didn't like that for like i wasn't how i would have wanted to start the 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 next generation
0: yeah Uh, i can understand that like i just i don't know like and i didn't even see it like in the beginning because they didn't air that episode a lot on like tv when it was i didn't have access to shit to watch it from the beginning like we do nowadays with streaming sites yeah but i just for something for me i like the start of every series of star trek and i like the end of every series of star trek and a lot Hmm. of the stuff in the
1: middle (laughs) every episode of star trek is yeah no i wasn't a big q guy like I've watched like again I've watched TNG I watched TNG once a year since f- for however long now.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I don't Yeah, know. I'm not a huge fan of Q either like other than in next generation I thought when it came to Voyager I he lost me a little bit. There was still some good content there. That's where I
1: liked him. I loved yeah. him when he would show up. He's it like, was so wonky and Wayne.
0: weird. And he was yeah. going after Jane Wayne, weird. I don't know. It just it was weird. Yeah. I'm not like I love John Delancey. You I know, like he always can pull me in to his characters. I, I like them, you know what I mean? So it's a tough I know what you're saying though, like about Q. If there was no Q, I don't know what the
1: He becomes like like an essential character like later on. Like I do like that back and forth and like isn't he, is he involved in the the last episode where the I can't remember where like the time, he is involved. 100%. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, start to finish.
1: Like he's essential and I get it but I I, I will say like my first introduction of Q I was just like let's fucking get to it. Let's get through it.
0: It's a fair opinion.
1: Yeah. And I, I just found those like episodes like, like when I watch Star Trek, I'm like, let's go to fucking space. Like, let's go see some shit. And I get like some dude going, I judge humanity and we're not going, we're not going
0: anywhere. You're like, sounding like a Star Wars fan right now. You want the action. You want the action packs up. Like, Star Trek's the intellectual where it brings you down to discuss all the scientific bullshit that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well oh, no, see like that stuff I enjoy. Like there's the like the time paradox one where uh data somehow puts it in his memory and they keep repeating, and the only con constant is data. Like yeah. that episode's really good, or like the time travel one where uh somehow they get uh what it's not Ernest Hemingway, it was no, uh,
0: it's uh Tom Sawyer.
1: No, not Tom Saw- the the writer of Tom Sawyer.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Fuck it. Anyway,
0: yeah, it's escaping me too.
1: Yeah, but these were some great episodes. So don't get me like don't get me wrong like they don't always have to be in space, but like we're starting a show of space exploration, and all of this takes place on the ship. Like, <laughs> and it had only half the crew. Even like the first episode, like first episode, Riker and Picard aren't even in the same room together.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, they were really like out there. It was to add the aspect of space there's space mm-hmm. between them
1: all right i'll I'm, for-
0: I'm forgiving of it but it was my whole e- entry into this was much like the first season of next generation mm-hmm. the first season of stargate's a bit rough too because okay. it is a bit rough because
1: like like a good strong beginning was voyager like it packed a punch like it starts with like war and then two like warring ships are just like well if we're gonna get through this we're only gonna get through this together and it's just dope
0: yeah, it's a pretty good beginning. Yeah, Enterprise was terrible too. Just gonna I never, say that I don't well. know, I'm not into
1: Enterprise. I just saw that one episode with the Borg from the first contact. Like that was a really cool episode.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a good one. I'll have to make you watch that someday too, because it's a hell of a good series. <laughs> it just takes a full fucking season of shit to get anywhere. Yeah, but all good.
1: Yeah. Uh, one thing I'm seeing is now since I've laid down the uh, one chip challenge. Uh, We're getting some growth on our Instagram. I mean, we jumped from 73 to 91. So clearly it's starting to grow and all that stuff. But right now, if you're listening to the podcast, please share stuff with your friends. Take that reel I took issuing the challenge. Share it to people. Put it on your stories. Let people know that this podcast exists. The whole point is to gain the audience. And I'm going to put myself through hell. We got the breakdown last week from Sean about how stupid this is going to be for me. So it's pretty rough. I'm really looking like I'm not really looking forward to doing it, but I'm looking forward to like growing the podcast, getting people to do it. Like a bunch of people are messaging me going, like, are you really going to do this? And like, huh. Yeah, if we get to 150, but if it starts getting slow, like, I'll put a timeline on this. Like this is like a group deal here. Like I'll lay down the gauntlet, but like. Come on, like, and, let's, like, let's get I, there.
0: I'm worried that maybe people are trying to protect you by not sharing it because they're like I don't really don't want my friend Tom to suffer. He's like a super super fucking nice guy. I love Tom. I don't want to do that to Tom. It's not that bad. Tom's not going to die. He yeah. just wants to grow his podcast with his cousin. So yeah. feel free to share it without know, like knowing that he he's going to be okay. Yeah, he's going to be
1: okay. Follow us on the Facebook group, pop <laughs> on over to Instagram, follow us there. Just add our numbers, tell everybody, share stuff, like get let's get involved here like I really want this to grow and I want to, you know, have a bigger audience. Like, we're only, like, uh, this is episode 12 right now. So, I, I'm very happy with where we are. But if we can start doubling our audience, I'm, I'm 100% for it. Like, let's get it oh, going. Yeah. Guys.
0: We're in our infancy, but we got lots of room to grow. Lots of things to still talk about.
1: Exactly. And still plenty of things. Uh, big announcement today, actually. Um, we got, we're getting a Transformer 7. And the name of this movie, like, I haven't watched a Transformers movie since, like, the second one.
0: Yeah, same. The Seven?
1: Yeah. But Jesus. This, title, this title might bring me back to, to Transformers. The title of this one is Rise of the Beasts. So if we're getting, like, a Beasties or Beast Wars version of Transformers, sign me the fuck up.
0: That makes sense. I could see them going there. It's time. Yeah. That's what Transformers did. went to beast wars eventually so it's time i'd be interested in checking that out i haven't even thought of that in like 20 years probably until you said that
1: yeah so like i I don't have like much to say on it but i as a kid i love beast wars like i think i like beasties and beast wars so much more than i enjoyed uh transformers
0: yeah i feel like that was the same was true for me when i was a kid but very distant especially
1: especially with like that animation like it was like the computer animated show that kind of added to the fact that they were robots yeah like, just, I'm, I'm super into it if they, if they make it i hope it's good like i just hope it's good
0: hopefully yeah well thomas i feel like this has been a fun podcast well i, we I talked a long... lot about movies yes it <laughs> was a
1: very movie heavy po- podcast but uh i got my question of the of the day for you if you don't mind
0: oh shit yeah bring it roll it yeah.
1: um do you have any special skills? Like like a thing that you're just... Like it's a cool thing that you can do? Like can you draw? Or like... I don't know. Well,
0: I can tell you that I'm one of the best builders out there you'll ever find. I can build shit really fast. I can really, really build shit fast. That's definitely a special skill that not a lot of people carry. As far as like natural given talent.
1: Yeah.
0: I... I am very good at throwing a knife. I am good at. Hmm, that's a tough one to think off the top, of man. I don't know, like whistling, snapping my. F- like, I can do shit like that if that's what you mean. Some people do can't do, do that look,
1: shit. Like, the fingers. No, in the no, something? no,
0: no, no. Not yeah. that kind of whistling.
1: Or, like, just the. Like, I can't do it, but I think that it's a fucking superpower.
0: Yeah, yeah not very loud, but loud enough that it. It's okay. No, I don't know. I don't. Everything I've had to learn in my life, I've had to work for it most of the times. Yeah. I'm not lucky enough to have that in me. You know what I mean? I'm not one of the guys who's like just born, I'm damn good at that. Everything I'm good at, I've had to work at getting good at. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And yourself? So, you got any? I
1: don't know if I have any special. Like, I don't know. I'm creative and like, I, I can make things happen but um nothing I'd call special I'm a lot like you like anything I get good at because I practice like the old saying how do you get to Carnegie Hall practice
0: I feel like one thing that's a kind of a special talent people look at it as a special talent like and I know you share the same thing like being able to speak to talk to strangers to like be open to talk to people is kind of like a special town or like public speaking, not being afraid of that kind of thing. It's just not, I guess as well, I kind of had to learn into some of that, but I, this makes me think of like when I worked at Seven Eleven when I was 18, I would run stuff all day on customers just to make them smile. I would try to find a way to make every different type of customer from every different walk of life to crack a smile on their face. Yeah. And I would attack them in every any way comedically I needed to do it, whether it was self defamation or just like a stupid little whim of a joke or just smiling at them. That was like, my goal is to make everybody who came into my store to leave a little bit happier than when they came in yeah. and some nights, some people it was a fucking challenge, like to learn how to crack that type of person. But I got really good at my entries. So it's. I think it's a special talent now.
1: I I love it when you can make like this, like you know those like very strict people, like they're just very stoic and yeah, you can make them crack a smile. That's the biggest win.
0: Oh, for sure. It's but, just good to make people smile, too. Everyone's having shitty days sometimes. Oh, yeah. It's just good to, like, when I was in that tr- like that business, I loved it because people would always come and they wanted to talk to me because they needed something from me. Yeah. So it gave me a reason to talk, come, talk to them, you know, and yeah. make people smile.
1: Make no, I love it. I and mean, You just be all, like, bubbly and fun, and then you try cracking a joke and then see what happens. And worst case scenario, they just leave the store and maybe they never come back. But you work at a store that's convenient for people, so they they're going to come back
0: oh yeah they always kept crawling back
1: (laughs) weird way to just working at (laughs) 7-eleven
0: dude it was so much fun I had a group of regulars that came in like you know the regulars and at Christmas time I worked there for like I don't know a year and a half or something but I didn't work around Christmas the one and I was when I was new but Mm -hmm. I had like people bringing me Christmas presents people like Going out of their way to do nice things for me all the time. If I was out in the neighborhood, there'd be like everywhere I went, people would be like, Hey, like just wave to me, you know, nod to me. It was cool. I liked being part of the community in that sense.
1: That's awesome. I actually did that job too. Um, so in Quebec, Max, so you know the Max. Yeah. yeah. So it's called something different in Quebec. It's called Kouchtar, which is French for sleep late. Okay. Has nothing to do with max whatsoever but whatever um so i did that job and like my favorite like the best power move you can do is just like predicting like having the smokes ready for when that guy came in
0: oh i love that move yeah
1: Yeah. just like i know what you're here for
0: yeah i got a good memory bud and they felt special too
1: yeah it's like all right there you go your here's your demoria king size whatever the fuck and yeah then...
0: ultra light seven nine six three oh, yeah. <laughs> it was,
1: it was, like, i didn't like the job but like whenever there was interactions with customers that was like the best part of it
0: we should almost do a convenience store talk because the fact that we both love clerks like there's got to be a lot of stuff there knowing that we both worked in the industry as well there's got to be some good i, shit I there. didn't
1: last long in it sean and like no my highlights Me are. neither exactly what i just shared with you
0: <laughs> oh, well okay i thought it might be a lot more exciting but okay. no, sorry man, I, man. I, had, I had some times there i had some fucking times there it was fun
1: hey you know feel free to unload your stories as you see fit but
0: yeah fair enough we'll yeah. talk yeah <laughs> all right
1: man well i think that does wrap up that, that wraps
0: episode. us up alrighty. well it's been a good episode tom
1: yeah we got a dozen in
0: and that's uh, pretty yeah. good feeling we yeah, can fill man. an egg carton hell yeah, yeah
1: yeah and then uh, next week we'll have a baker's dozen so look at us go well this has been two sides of the story i'm tom sides and this is one side of the story
0: and i'm sean sides that's the other side of the story
1: have a good week everybody
0: yes live long and prosper two sides of the story two sides of the story two sides of the story Tom and Sean. Thanks for listening to Two Sides of the Story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Two Sides of the Story, on TikTok at Two Sides of the Story Pod, and if you want to send us an email, send it to Two Sides of the Story Pod. That's the number two, Sides of the Story Pod, at gmail.com.